Hello and welcome to the first of what could be many uh, special little episodes of Normandy FM. Uh, listeners of the show, as always, this is Eric Van Allen, joined by Kenneth Shepard. Ken, how are you doing this morning? Peachy. We're recording at normal, normal human times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, only three hours later than we normally record these now. <laughs> uh, I've become a morning person. Uh, and we're also joined by Amy Hart. Amy, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. It's, it's night here, so I don't have to be a morning person, so it's all good. <laughs> See, that's... Ken, we need to move. That's what the actual <laughs> really? answer is. We have to move. You don't want to come to um, the UK. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not right now. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, listeners of the show, you may remember earlier this year, uh, we announced that because we were moving on with our retrospectives, doing other games. Uh, especially non-Bioware games, but we still wanted the option of doing, let's say, uh, news updates about games that are still within our wheelhouse. Uh, We were going to do sort of these shorter episodes every time some news popped up around, you know, Mass Effect or Dragon Age. Uh, This is the first one of those. Ken and I don't have a name for it yet. Uh, To be honest, did not think we'd have one as fast as we did, because we're only Mm -hmm. like... Now we are technically two episodes recorded into the Jade Empire season. We already have something to talk about. Um, so I don't know. Bio blips. You'll know what this is. At. It'll say it above in the show title and stuff when we when we post it. We'll probably change it at some point, too, because we'll just be fickle about it. But <laughs> it's um, the idea here is we, we do short kind of mini episodes whenever some news pops up. And to be honest... When I envisioned what this was going to be, uh, I was picturing, you know, maybe we get a gameplay tease of the new Dragon Age or a new story trailer or just some sort of interesting detail comes up. I did not expect us to uh, come up with our first one being an interview that makes us relitigate the the shortcomings of Mass Effect 2's romance. <laughs> in, a, but, um, in a way that admittedly we didn't talk about like kind of we talked about like the end game stuff, but I don't think we have really mm-hmm. talked that much about the sort of sort of a uh, controversies surrounding that ongoing issue throughout the trilogy and how much yeah. head ass shit Bioware said <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So this story comes to us by way of thegamer.com. One Kian Mar, Mar who, uh, as as folks will know, has guested on the show. Good job, Kian. Uh huh. Friend of the show. Uh. With the headline, Mass Effect 2's Jack was originally pansexual, but non-straight romances were cut because of Fox News. Uh, Kian writes, in the 11 years since Mass Effect 2 launched, fans have often wondered why Jack, a character who specifically references times in which she became intimate with non-male romantic partners, is only romanceable if Commander Shepard is a man. As it turns out, this wasn't supposed to be the case. Jack was originally written as pansexual, but her relationship conditions were changed towards the end of development due to concerns about the mainstream media's reception to the first Mass Effect game. After Mass Effect launched in 2007, Fox News hosted an extraordinarily tactless panel pertaining to the game's depiction of sex. As expected at the time, sex was spoken about as if it were completely taboo. I've heard on Fox News, it uh, still is. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah, uh, the the article goes on to kind of talk about uh, this this very infamous. Uh, there was a panel about it on Fox, followed by a segment with uh, Jeff Keeley, in which uh, there was a lot of faux moral outrage about the the sex in these games and like especially in regards to the liara romance and that you could have a non-heterosexual romance with a female-bodied alien character um so later on in the story uh comes a little bit of the smoking gun here um this is a quote uh i was trying to chart out the arc of Jack's romance, which for much of the development, it was actually very late that it became a male-female-only romance, Brian Kindergarten tells me. Uh, Brian Kindergan... Kindergan, sorry. Kindergan was the lead writer... <laughs> Brian Kindergarten. <laughs> it looks... Look, it's early, and it looked like it, okay? It's very similar. I will give you that. Kindergan was the lead writer for Jack, Samara, and the first Critical Path mission on Horizon in Mass Effect 2, and also did the first pass on Grunt and Tachanka. She was essentially pansexual for most of the development of that romance. That's a continued quote from Kindergan. Mass Effect had been pretty heavily and unfairly criticized, uh, or pretty heavily and really unfairly cr- criticized in the U.S. by Fox News, which at the time, dot, 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 maybe more people in the world thought that there was a connection between reality and what gets discussed on Fox News, Kindergan continues. The development team of Mass Effect 2 was a pretty progressive, open-minded team, but I think there was a concern at pretty high levels that if the first Mass Effect, which only had one gay relationship, Liara, which on paper was technically not a gay relationship because she was from a monogendered species, I think there was a concern. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. Don't worry. We'll finish out Kindergarten's uh, a quote here. Uh, I think there was a concern that if it had drawn fire that Mass Effect 2 had to be a little careful. Uh, I do, before we just want to get into talking about this, there is an additional quote here uh, from a recent chat between Kirk McCann, who is also at thegamer.com, and Courtney Taylor, who played Jack 2, or Jack 2, God, <laughs> to play yeah, Jack I in wish. Mass Effect 2. I mean, look, she could have played Jack 2 um, <laughs> in her spare time while voicing Jack in Mass Effect 2. Um Courtney says, it's funny to me because my understanding was always that she was pansexual, so I don't know if that's just something I inferred from the character or something that she said that baby got cut. I was surprised that there wasn't a female romance possible because that was my understanding. I think it was the time, you know? That was what, 2008-2009. The industry has changed exponentially since then, and Bioware was leading the charge on that. I don't know if it came down to a budget constraint or maybe something like this is too obvious because everyone was like, of course she's a lesbian, but my sense was always that she was pansexual and it just didn't get followed through. Of course, the community modded it immediately so you can have it your way. Um, yeah, so there, there are some other quotes in here that are worth poking at, I think, as we go on. Um, that's kind of the main thrust of this article. Um, a lot of it is just... Uh, it, it makes reference to a certain scene that I believe we talked about in Jack's episode where she references uh, being with a couple as, or at least a guy and a woman as uh, as they were kind of on the run from some robberies. And uh, yeah, it's, it's basically a lot of, well, you know, it was something that we were obviously working on and everyone was like, this is obvious. And then... Uh, 
kind of this cascade down after the Fox News event where it sounds like there was a, uh, as, as they describe it, uh, 11th hour revision of cleaning that up, um, things were changed. And there have been other arguments about this in the past, but I just wanted to bounce this over to, uh, I guess, our guest, A.B., first for, like, initial reactions about this. Um, well, it's, it's hard because, obviously, I don't, like, I don't want to come across and be like, oh, Mass Effect 2 is just full-on homophobic, but, like, <laughs> um, it, it's not not homophobic at the same time, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, it does add like some like history beyond like uh what me and cam were talking about before the show we were talking about how you know it isn't blatantly like trying to sell us that oh same sex wasn't allowed in because it was like it just it it didn't fit shepherd but the thing is this is about jack and i have so many feelings about how mass effect 2 handles queer sexuality and i don't know i think I'm not American. I don't know Fox News that much, but I, I think, mm. I think it at least helps me understand why it wasn't included. I mean, it's complete cowardice. It's complete cowardice. Like it, Bioware mm-hmm. are cowardly, and there's nothing else to say in like any other way. But like, I at least don't think it at, right now, currently, from what information I've been given that Bioware did this completely to be malicious. I at least don't feel like that anymore in regards to queer sexuality in Mass Effect 2. And this Mm. is just for companions. I think Shepard is a whole other story. I think Shepard... Right. But that's just me. This is my initial reaction to this news. I feel a sense of relief. I also feel a little irritated. But, you know, I, I, I... at least it's it could have been worse you know it could have been like yeah um actually you know it could have been like what david gator said about cassandra and like inquisition oh it was too common you know everyone looked at her and was Mm. like she's definitely going to be a lesbian because you know there's so many butch lesbians in video games how about we name a few uh anyway as i was saying (laughs) but yeah at least it wasn't like that that's how i felt anyway Ken, how about yourself? I'm of several minds because, okay, so like Amy, you you live across the pond, so this might not have like gotten to you, but Eric, were you aware of the Fox News scandal as it was happening back many um, years ago? So, fun fact, uh, Mass Effect was, to the best of my recollection, the first game I had to get my parents to come with me to buy mm. at at a store. Um, and I'd only, I didn't know anything about Bioware at the time. I was just like, I'd seen it in magazines a bunch and it was getting really good scores. And so I was like, I want to play this game, but it's rated M. And that kind of made me want to play it more. So <laughs> um, I, I convinced, I think it was my mom to, to go with me to like a Target or something so I could get it. Um, and I don't think she saw the news segments but i definitely remember when they started going around because all of a sudden i was like "Uh uh-oh if she finds out she knows i bought the porn (laughs) game (laughs) and i'd have to have that conversation so yeah no i was i was aware of it i think it was hard not to be at the time if you were paying attention to any sort of like video game news because 
it's i mean nowadays especially in like 2020 ages like video games are just incredibly mainstream and stuff but Mm. at the time it was it was like if if the mainstream news was talking about a video game it still had that edge of like the night trap mortal Kombat, uh moral panic era and so uh instantly everyone was like oh great what are what are they gonna yell about being in video games now what did what did fox news discover their son was playing on his xbox like right so the thing being a person that was i came in like when i by the time that i was getting my copy of method one the fox news thing had happened and people were like uh like the, the game stopped people were like on high alert like telling parents like hey your son is gonna see alien side boob (laughs) jokes on them i did not nice um and (laughs) so what what i think makes this story coming out so much so many years removed is like fox news carries a very very different connotation than it maybe did in like the mainstream eyes that back then um like sure i mean like it was known to be like the conservative news uh station of choice but like i think just you know in the past 13 years, like, Fox News, like, carries, like, I, I think there was even, like, a quote in here somewhere that says, like, Fox News is, like, no longer associated with, uh, reality in any way, like, in uh-huh. a more pronounced way. So I think, like, hearing this now, like, hearing that explanation as to why these things were cut, I, it, like, like you said, Amy, it is very much, like, it is a coward's move, and I think, like, I don't, I'm not gonna, like, exonerate Bioware of that, but, um, it is... A slightly more comforting answer than the things that Bioware said over the course of like when the trilogy was coming out, and I think that is kind of my takeaway here is that like if I had been if that had been what Bioware had been saying about like why it took them three games to put gay relationships in these games, um, I think it might have because like I mean I, as a person who was like you know in his teens like catch, like keeping track of the series as it went on like that was. You know, newly out of the closet, like, it was, like, emotionally exhausting, like, listening to some of the things that Bioware said over the years, um, that almost made, like, here, I, I know that they were just being, like, cowardly, but the way that they framed it before made it, they talked about, uh, the idea of implementing same-sex relationships in as, like, they, like, they weren't doing it because they were sticking to their guns about what they wanted this game to be, and a lot of those, and, like, we have some other quotes pulled up from Casey Hudson um, about how they basically didn't want to put in uh, queer relationships because that would be, like, going above, like, what they considered to be, like, a PG-13 action movie, mm. or um, th- th- they were constantly touting the idea that Shepard was, like, this predefined character, which extended to basically nothing except for sexuality. Like, they could be a racist, they could be, they could do genocide, they could do, or they, they, they could be a, they could do, you know, the most Boy Scout choices in these games, but, like, but being queer was, like, the, the one thing that was defined about, like, that they could never be, and, you know, trying to, like, be, like, the, the Mass Effect was my, was and still is my favorite, like, video game franchise, trying to, like, reconcile that with, like, a game that's actively, or, like, a development team that seems to have these very, um, uh, rigid beliefs about what this character that I had been, I got into it attached to in, like, a very self-insert way, like, a very, like, seeing myself represented through, like, a freedom that I felt like I was given with that character, except for that very specific thing, sucked. Like, it, I feel like mm-hmm. when that is kind of, like, the the narrative that they're trying to spin, that, like, you no, know, Shepard is, uh, Shepard's a heterosexual 
and you queers better just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Sucked. It's like it was, I and I feel like it it bleeds into my perception of things like you know characters like Jack or Tally hitting on my character like th- th- those feel like almost like microaggressions like by the developers trying to like um, be very insistent about who my character is, who I am, who like how I'm allowed to exist in this world. Even as recent, or I say recent as if eight years ago, or almost a decade at this point was recent, but like when they were um, finishing up development on Mass Effect 3, where they finally did actually in- incorporate several uh, queer relationships, they, in the uh, in the um, final hours of Mass Effect 3 by Jeff Keighley, uh, there are quotes from like Casey Hudson where, or, you know, they, they were really still like doubling down on that idea that putting in same-sex relationships was some kind of, like, thing that they got their arms twisted on, not something that, they, like, they didn't feel the, the necessity to deliver on. And in the in the face of, like, again, a trilogy that lets you do and be so much that, like, that was, like, a burden on them and, like, a, a compromise they had to make on their vision of this universe. Well, no, you were just being cowards for Fox News. Like, why did you... That's I guess that's kind of my feelings on this. Like, I like, why did you not just be honest about that instead of, like, coming up with these thinly, like, not even thinly veiled, like, very homophobic explanations as to why you you couldn't just let players be themselves in these games. And or, or let or let characters that aren't Shepard be themselves. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, yeah. Totally agree. I have, I have an answer for that. It's It's the cynical one, and it's that they would have stoked the fires more by just coming out and saying that like hey fox news are a bunch of conservative moral panic morons and we're removing like that would actually probably make them look pretty bad if they came out and said like we're not going to have characters be the way we design them because we're afraid the fox news will yell at us more so they just made somebody higher up made a calculated decision to say like it's gonna net us a better result in the long term if we just i mean you look at these answers especially the one from this kotaku.com uh dot au article from like um god 2010 yeah, <laughs> and, um and it, it's casey hudson's answer here is just the most wandering pr answer i've ever seen like he somehow goes from being like oh you'd want to take a proper approach to designing the scene uh how much should we support we actually added a lot more romance options because we have a lot of characters and he has the pg-13 line that's how we're trying to des- design it and the pg-13 line is weird to me because he he's the way he frames it is we still view it as if you're picturing a PG-13 action movie, that's how we're trying to design it. So that's why the love interest is relatively <laughs> light. So it's almost like he's saying like, oh, we can't have uh, same-sex romance options because it's not really a smooching game in the first place. And it's it's all over the place, but it's intended to be. It's intended to be the most what? indirect, vague thing that can't elicit a breakout quote at any point. And... Um, somebody just made a calculated decision that that was the right way to go about it. And I think my largest takeaway from this is that it is a reflection of the times because I think that's maybe something like even people like myself don't really acknowledge very often is that 
this was a long time ago, but it also wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and True. this is what it was genuinely like 10 years ago. And you even look at Bioware, like, it wasn't like Bioware wasn't known for doing same-sex relationships up to this point. We're playing Jade Empire right now, and there are same-sex relationships in that. Like, there are same-sex relationships in plenty of Bioware games. And uh, it just so happened that one of their games got really, really popular. And then, again, somebody's kid at Fox News was playing it and saw some blue alien side boob and so that turned into the topic for the week and got jeff Keeley on fox news and just turned into a big thing and um you know it's it's in some ways it does like reassure me that we are at the point now where we can have a game like assassin's creed odyssey where you can just bone your way around greece with whoever (laughs) and it doesn't matter and you can just be the chaotic uh monster that you want to be (laughs) and um and that doesn't result in like a moral panic from fox and friends because they're too busy with their own chaos (laughs) now (laughs) yeah that's the other thing is like i looked at this and i was like man that really is what fox news used to cover right what a (laughs) what a different world we live in now um but it still does kind of suck because i think it i think ultimately what it resulted in was uh, the stifling of ideas and the stifling of what could have been for the series. And, and like, we've had this discussion frequently on the show and off. And, like, Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. And I always feel I have to asterisk it because of stuff like this, where it's, like, people will say, oh, Mass Effect, you know, if, like, has such great romances. And I'm like, yeah, if you're playing certain characters but if you're playing not those characters then it actually has pretty shit romance for the first two games yeah it should be like an asterisk if you're a straight guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you if you are a straight guy or even a straight straight lady yeah yeah you've got you've got like garris and caden and thane yeah but um yeah if, if you're playing like any sort of non-heterosexual romance then your options are at best limited and like dragon age i i still think it's funny that i saw in a reddit thread which is the worst place to look for uh tack on information for stuff like this but i saw someone talking about how bioware was is a company that overreacts so they get into a thing where people complain about Dragon Age Origins having characters that don't like the player, like Sten and Morrigan. And so they overcorrect, and everyone in Dragon Age 2 is immediately, like, player sexual. <laughs> like, that's just their... And, and then everyone doesn't like that. So now in Dragon Age Inquisition, you have people who are, like, all over the place as far as how they feel about the player. And I thought, well, that's not wholly accurate... It did remind me that one of the things that I like about Dragon Age is that it at least felt like, in regards to romance, they were trying to give the player options and also let the characters be their own sort of characters in regards to that romance. Um, Like, Dragon Age Inquisition is still fascinating to me and the many, many different romance options that are available or not available to you, depending on the character that you make. And... um, mass effect never really got the same thing so um, yeah i mean i guess you could argue that andromeda did but it was kind of like uh i don't know i liked andromeda's romances i thought 
Um, they were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. And uh, I don't know. I think Mass Effect, as it's like grown, it's become more inclusive. So there is that. There is that silver lining, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, kind of like the, the kind of like wrapping thoughts here is like it does like, and I I don't think like the logistics of making this happen means that it's ever going to happen. But, like with Legendary Edition being like ostensibly like a month and a half away. It does make me wonder, like... I mean, they've already said that they're not really planning on making, like, any sort of overhaul. So, like, it's still an opportunity to make right on some of these things. I, I just don't know if we're going to get that. And I don't think... I don't think like, well. like I, Yeah, I think I said before, yeah. like, voice lines are probably, like, the main thing that make that... Well, um, that issue. part's... That part's interesting because they mentioned in this original Gamer article that, like, a lot of those voice lines were already recorded. Like, mm. um... I'm, I'm scanning for that... No, um, no, I think you're right. I think they do mention yeah. it. And, um... It would be a lovely surprise yeah. if we loaded up Legendary right. Edition and it were there, but I just don't see it happening. I just really don't. And there are yeah. mods that add this stuff in, too. If you play on PC, you can add in mods that let you romance Caden in, in Mass Effect 1 as, as Male Shep, and you can romance uh, Jack in, as, as Femme Shep in, in Mass Effect 2, and it's like... Um, I'm surprised that that seems like the most obvious thing for them to do is to go back and say like, look, we have the files, we have the text. Um, and even if, even if it is a situation where they might have the dialogue and all the hooks tuned in and they just need voice acting for like, I mean, if I'm also being really honest, it's not like Mass Effect romances were particularly lengthy especially in mass effect right. one mm-hmm. and two no, I don't so i feel like there's maybe about two to three scenes worth of dialogue that you're then adding back in with text that you already have because also shepherd is kind of a blank slate so um in, in terms of like their dialogue is not going to change that much between fem shep and male shep it's just going to be different voiceovers behind it so that feels to me to me as an outside observer that feels like the easiest like bunt in the world that you can just knock that one off and and easily get someone in on home to finish the metaphor but um that's yeah i don't i i would be taken aback if that actually does happen because it it would also feel like it would be a concession that they did it wrong in the first place you know so yeah well they changed the entire ending to Mass Effect 3 like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like, fix something that actually needs to be fixed. But there's not enough gamers mad about this one. I was going to say, there's no that's gamers the mad at this one. Well, I, I have there's, the, there's literally I am powerful enough. I, have, I am so powerful in my fury on this particular issue that I equate to, like, 10,000 angry men who had to deal with the dragons <laughs> dying and not being handed the solution on a silver platter. God. Ken's like, I don't care if my Shep dies, I care if he's getting any. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and my Shepard also doesn't die, so he's getting some after the game's over. <laughs> my Shepard may die, but he will not die thirsty. Um, he will be hydrated. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. It's, it's something that, I mean... Again, not to just, you know, turn this into like, oh, at least we're better now, because there's always more work to be done. There's always, like, ways that we can be making our games better and being 
more inclusive and having this stuff. And I've actually, I've been hardened by the stuff we've seen from Bioware since then with Inquisition and Andromeda and even with other uh, similar games like Assassin's Creed, like Baldur's Gate 3 and stuff like that, where um, it is, it does feel like it's getting better, but that's also why it's important to at least acknowledge that like, yeah, this was a thing at the time. And this was also like, this is 10 years ago, but 10 years ago is not that long ago. It's it's a it decade, really but it's also one console generation. Well, I guess two now, but... Um, and, and so, like, as we get to the point where we're going to start celebrating the Mass Effect series and, and heaping a bunch of lauding praise on it, again, I think it is important for us to still acknowledge the places in which it fell short, because that's what you do with the pieces of art that you love is you still willingly critique them and acknowledge their shortcomings so they can be better mm-hmm, exactly and uh we we just want we won't send angry hate mail to casey hudson asking him to apologize for his homophobic hate crime no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> but we should but we shouldn't do not do that do not do that <laughs> God. I would not you bring a guest on one time. <laughs> I would not turn up to Casey Hudson's door just to shove a mic into his face and be like, "Will you apologize, Mr. Hudson?" Oh, oh yes, the um, repent, the... repent. Oh, who, who's the documentarian who did that? Who would like go up to people and like put a camera in their face? Right, I actually don't know. I was joking, but uh, that happened. No, okay, yeah, no. um, <laughs> art imitates life. He he did like bowling for Columbine and stuff like that. I'm gonna oh, just so God. Okay, well, you see, um, you know, I did not know that. Um, but 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 Michael Moore. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay, well, yeah, well known for going to people's houses and up to them on the street and stuff and just pointing a camera at them and saying, "Why did you do this?" So, <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> We've got it. That's the we got to do our our Michael Moore documentary on the making of Mass Effect Two. <laughs> why did you do this, Mr. Hudson? Why? Please answer. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, this has been a, a fun first one of these. Uh, again, it was maybe a less optimistic um, subject than I'd been hoping for, but you know, Mass Effect news comes and goes in interesting ways. So, Amy, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Thank you. Where can the folks at home find your stuff, just so we can give you a quick shout-out plug on here? Uh, well, I am Deputy Editor at Gaming Magazine, where we look at everything LGBT in video games, so check me out there. It's gamingwithawymag.com And you can get me on Twitter at right because I deserve them. And <laughs> but all the correct things I say in life, which is stuff like Dragon Age Two is the best one, and Isabella is the best Oof. romance, and also cutter mic, cutter mic, cutter mic. And also, I I, well, I like Mass Effect too, as always. <laughs> Every time I come on and complain about Mass Effect, I'm like, ah, oh, people. I always like, I know I shouldn't, but I always feel like people are like, ah, oh, she really hates Mass Effect. I don't. I fucking love Mass Effect, but God, God is how I feel about that game. But anyway, yeah, go to my Twitter to find out more good opinions. <laughs> Criticism is an act of love. Yeah, That's what we yes, do. exactly. Um, yeah. thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're glad me. to have you. Well, for Amy, for myself, for Ken, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll see you again soon on one of these in a brighter, happier topic. Maybe some gameplay of Dragon <laughs> Age, you know, at some point, whatever that looks like. God, I hope. <laughs> oh, 
We'll see you next time, folks, on Normandy FM.